Hello, y'all, and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast. I'm your host this week, Chris, stepping in for Gav, who has been kidnapped by the Swedish Mafia. That's a thing. Uh, joining me in this terrible duo queue is Kevin. Hi, buddy. Hello. Uh, last week, we talked about challenging content in World of Warcraft, such as challenge modes and um, stuff like that, and the involvement that it had through the years. Just, uh, this week, we are breaking down World of Warcraft's newest content in patch 735. So don't get cocky, kid, and let's jump right into the show. How you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you doing, Chris? Tell me you got the reference. <laughs> um... Was that a Star Wars reference? Yes, it was. Your nerd card okay. is returned to you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, how has your week been, buddy? Um, kind of sad because you know Chris got kidnapped by the Swedish mafia, and mm-hmm. um, we were we received a finger. Um, yep. I'm assuming it's Gavril's, and there was we're a ass- ransom note. Yeah, we're assuming it's his, and there was a ransom note for a couple of million dollars. Um, which we can't but, afford, so sorry. Yeah. And they also asked us to sw- change it to Swedish Krona, which is why we're assuming it's the Swedish Mafia, so... <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> in all serious, things are going pretty well. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very good. Uh, life's good. I'm happy. <laughs> Makes a change. Uh, what? How's your weekend while? Oh, well... Um, gaming. <laughs> I've been doing pretty well. We did some heroic raiding the other day. We got down <clears throat> two bosses on Heroic in Antorus, Imanar and Kilgaroth. Kilgaroth's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that took a few times. He's a bitchy fight. <clears throat> Lots of balls going around the room. Were your tanks controlling the balls like they should be? For the most part, they took control of the balls. But um, sometimes they didn't wait and people were around them and they did damage to them by hitting the balls. So Yeah. Yeah, that was a mess. That's that's not good. (laughs) Yeah. But we did, you know, the ad management pretty well and got it down after several tries. Good. That was fun. Yep. And it will be back to uh, Veramothras. We had a few tries on him, but didn't kill him. He is genuinely the most boring fact. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very unforgiving when someone fucks up it's like a wipe right away we managed with one fuck up to come back from it but another fuck up in the same encounter screwed us the healers couldn't keep after, up after that yeah it it falls apart pretty quickly yep it's a, it is a very unforgiving fight yep other than that I'm doing Fisherman's Friend and I got one of the six reps up to Best Friend so Nice. Five more of those to go. Uh, it takes about an hour and a half per day when you farm mm-hmm. it, which is mm-hmm. not so bad. But That's... it does take about 500 um, of those little whatever collectibles that they are. water things, yeah. Yeah. Each zone has a different one. It's kind of yeah. annoying. But yeah, there you go. Good. I'm glad you had, I'm glad you had a good week. Uh, mm-hmm. Myself, uh, I was back to raiding in WoW again. Uh, we had a little hiccup this week, purely because of lack of numbers, but that was just because people were going on uh, going away from doing stuff, but everything will be back to normal on Sunday. Continuing my circuit of disappointment, and this week feels filled with disappointments, unlike last week. Uh, more Heroes of the Storm... I'm really enjoying Blaze. He is so much fun. Tyrael got a really big redesign, and he's OP as right. He's OP as hell right now. So that's hmm. people are enjoying him. 
People are really enjoying him. Um, and a metric fuckton of D&D. I'm, I'm DMing one campaign, and I'm a player in three campaigns. So that's fun. That's a lot of fun. Wow. That yeah. is a lot of D&D. Critical Role has kind of screwed me in regards to that D&D has took over my gaming life. So as much as I love Critical Role, it is entirely their fault that I am this obsessed with D&D. <laughs> I, uh, I did forget about one thing, Chris. Oh? On Sunday, our guild had a uh, five-man dungeon group do a plus 15 and got the new appearance for my artifact weapon. Woo! Yeah. You did your first 15? I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite a trip, I'll tell you. 15s are a lot of fun. Uh, I try and make sure I do at least one a week uh, to make sure I can get the gear. Uh, so that's your goal now, one a week minimum yeah. to get the gear. Yeah, it was rough. I think we had about 10 seconds left. Once you get into the habit of doing the 15s, you will breeze through them. Once you get into the habit, you'll breeze. Don't worry. Um, so let's talk about uh, listener feedback. We've got quite a bit. So I love people. Keep it up. Uh, you can you can message us on our Twitter. You can message us on our Google, uh, SoundCloud, Discord, wherever. Just keep these communications coming. Uh, let's talk about what we've had from Discord. Kevin. On Discord, Vish uh, gave us like the equivalent of a tweet storm. Like a, a Discord. We had a Twitter story via Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, she listened to one of the episodes and uh, gave us a lot of feedback. She listened to the latest episode that we did on challenge modes. Um, her first comment was, can we do a bleeped version uh, so that she doesn't have to wear headphones while she listens to it around her toddler? And the answer to that is no, sadly. Um, the amount of profanity that comes through this show, Kevin would have to spend the entire time, yes. times two of the length of the show, trying to bleep it. <laughs> yes, it already takes me a fair bit of time to get the show up, so that would take even longer. Um, I did consider just replacing Gavril's audio with a, a high-pitched tone so that we were talking <laughs> to a, a bleep. <laughs> I think that would be pretty funny. <laughs> But no. uh, sorry, um, love. Number two, uh, the proving grounds pissed her off. What about you, Chris? The, the proving, proving grounds, grounds pissed off so many nubs. <laughs> so many <laughs> proving yeah. grounds. It was here's the thing: proving grounds, in theory, brilliant idea. In practice, because they haven't updated it based on class changes that have happened over the last two expansions, useless idea. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that it even shows up when you're trying to group with someone is kind of a joke. Well, it, it was because that was designed, the proofing grounds were designed to kind of give you a bit of a bell curve on people. Okay, so they can do gold. So they're clearly competent. But now, but because classes have changed so dramatically from what the proofing grounds were designed for, it's it's not really a bell curve anymore. It's more of just a Oh, you were competent back then, but have you learned your class changes? Hmm. Yep. She goes on to say that she wishes 
that there would be more time turners, which is, I guess means people who turn back time so you can, you know, see the zone as it was yeah. like before the cataclysm. Yes. She wishes that those people were around so that you could get like old con or old uh, transmog stuff that you can't get anymore. And she's I upset wish, about Max. I wish there was an option to time turn the entirety of the old world and change it back to vanilla so that I can experience that place while leveling up. That's what I wish. But that's what classics for. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, they are purposely letting people out gear uh, different dungeons now because it's at the end of the expansion. I can't remember exactly what that was in. This is when we were talking about Mythic 5 Mans and Mythic Pluses and how they are very easy to just blur through now. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, and we were talking about challenge modes where it set your eye levels so you didn't blur through it just with no gear. And yeah, I do understand that that's, you know, uh, the Legion Mythics are coming to the end of, end of their life cycle, which is fine. I understand that. But even during their life cycle, by the end of a patch, by by like almost the end, but in fact, even halfway through a patch, you were blurring through some mythic pluses at high levels, uh, and I feel like the difficulty wasn't ramping up quick enough to kind of keep them difficult. You know what I mean? I think they're at a pretty good point right now. Like fifteen still seemed hard if you didn't if you weren't like out gearing it. No, no, I get that. There, for people who aren't out gearing stuff, there is that brick wall to hit. But for I, I, I consider Mythic Pluses my side content that I like to do, um, where at least at the start of the expansion as a challenge, because higher level Mythic Pluses were challenging. Um, but it's now got to the point where I don't have that side content anymore because I blur through them with my guild. Hmm. Well, hopefully they figure out how to either allow for higher progression and getting rewards weekly. I think that would probably be one thing they could do to keep them relevant. Um, But at a certain point, you could be getting very high level items from those chest drops that, you know, it could potentially outbalance the raid. I understand that completely. And yeah, I, I I don't want that to be the case. I just want more challenging. I, I, I don't need, I won't even do it if it's, I, I'll, I'll do it if I don't get stuff. I don't care. Give me back my old challenge modes. Give me some transmog sets. I'll do it for those. Yeah. Make that me would look be cool. pretty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or find another currency or something that you could get above a level 15 that would be something to grind for. Yeah. Okay. Her last comment was about bringing back guild achievements um, and cool rewards like guild housing, which oh, we'll probably never see. Guild. Yeah. They, they, okay, so history lesson with Chris. Okay, uh, in the alpha for World of Warcraft, the very first alpha, the vanilla alpha, they were testing player housing. Didn't go very far. Uh, in fact, that old portcullis before the Cataclysm revamp in Stormwind, that was the instance portal for player housing. And it was just, it was removed in Cataclysm. I want them to bring player housing. I want them to bring guild housing. I want achievements back for guilds because I'm an achievement whore. It's what I do. I want all of that back because it is, it was so much fun as a guild to try and progress towards getting unique achievements. 
but the achievements were never unique. Like they were never um, something like the meta, the the achievements you need to get the metas for raids. They were never anything like that. It was just you completed the raid. I want bulky guild meta achievements for us to do. Those would be great. Mm-hmm. Or like even achievements for helping people level characters or something. You know. Yeah. It would be interesting if it was actually guild or group related. Exactly. Let's Moving on, on to, to shout outs. No, um, we, we, didn't, we, didn't do, we didn't do Twitter. Oh, do Twitter. <laughs> we didn't do Twitter. So we got a tweet from the lovely Arley, which is at Arley82. Uh, she said, and this was discussing, because uh, me and her had a little back and forth with the uh, challenge mode for the Mage Tower. She said, so challenge skin for Beard Druids was pretty easy originally. And then they nerfed you a bunch. And now it's one of the hardest because you have no active mitigation for magic. At Mm. least you had active mitigation for magic. (laughs) (laughs) You're the only class, you were the only class in the game. And she agreed. Yes, they were. And they took it away. Um, so no yes, tanks have active mitigation for magic now. No tanks have magic mitigation from uh, mm. no active magic mitigation. Uh, they have magic mitigation on a cooldown, and the demon hunter actually has the most of it now. The druids don't have active. It was uh, and plus they well they were the lowest in nighthold. They buffed some of their magic mitigation, and now they're the best for magic mitigation um, because we had practically none. Uh, and druids lost their active magic mitigation, and now they are pretty squishy with magic damage. <laughs> so mm. it's a bit of role reversal there. And I think I actually, tw- when we were tweeting back and forth about it, I actually tweeted her, Know my pain from Nighthold with a gif of Gul'dan laughing. Yeah. I thought it was very fitting. <laughs> so, yes, know my pain from Nighthold. <laughs> Shoutouts! Shoutouts. Um, as we saw last week, we have a new country in the top five, um, U.S., Japan, U.K., Canada, and Australia. So Japan is one of our top countries now. Woo! Cool. Whoever is listening to us in Japan, welcome. I've, I, I will, going to Japan is on my bucket list. I am obsessed with Japanese culture. I think it is one of the most interesting cultures on the planet. So, so I want to go to Japan. Kevin, can we go to Japan? Uh, maybe if you're a good boy. Okay. I'll be good. Please. <laughs> Let's move on to the news. <laughs> uh, so uh, as we said, we're going to talk about world of Warcraft as our main topic this week. So moving away from world of Warcraft news, uh, Kevin, you tell us a little bit about overwatch. Overwatch. Okay, so a lot of the new skins that they announced at um, BlizzCon are going to be available starting on January 23rd. There's going to be over 100 new items in total, including skin sprays, player icons, emotes, and more uh, for all 26 heroes. So there's definitely going to be a lot of stuff available. This new loot will be available via the standard loot boxes um, as well as unlockable from the hero gallery all year round. So um, that's going to be really cool. Some of the new skins like the Sonya skin or the Barbarian skin looks really awesome. 
So. I will say one of Blizzard is one of the companies that do loot stores r- relatively right. Relatively, mm-hmm. I'm not saying they do them perfectly, but they do them relatively right. Yep. It's all cosmetic. There's nothing that gives you insane power. It's all just if you want to look pretty or have some really cool dance moves. Here, I give us money, <laughs> which I'm okay with. I'm really okay with this. I will give you all the money to have awesome dance moves. Yeah, some of those skins are really cool looking and. Um, like I thought that there was already a Pharaoh skin that like looked like an Egyptian princess, but that's now in there and looks really good. So, um, yeah, check out the uh, new skins. I, I absolutely love the, uh, the butcher one for Roadhog. Mm-hmm. It is awesome. And the <laughs> Sonya one for Zarya. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. These legendary skins are really nice looking. Uh, the Deathwing one for Doomfist. <sighs> and we get a little crossover. Widowmaker gets a Nova skin, just like Nova's got a Widowmaker skin. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> now, let's hope, let's hope they do this Nova skin right and give it Nova voiceover. Hmm. <laughs> would that not make the Widowmaker skin perfect? It would be interesting, yeah. It would fix the Widowmaker skin in Heroes, give her wit. Heroes developers, take those voiceovers and put them into Heroes. Give the Widowmaker skin Widowmaker voiceovers, please. Uh, we've been asking for this since that skin was announced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the skins okay. are good. Let's talk a little bit about, because I know nothing about it. You do StarCraft. <laughs> uh, they added some new ladder maps. That's it. Let them more enthusiasm, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very enthusiastic. Chris is usually, or Gavril's usually the guy who talks about StarCraft, but I don't even know if he would be excited about ladder maps because I know that he just does casual shit in StarCraft. So for people who are taking part in the new season for 2018 for StarCraft 2, there are they are adding new ladder matches for you. Uh, that and the season will be commencing on January 23rd this year. So there are two for. Four new matches for 1v1. There's one new map for uh, 2v2. There's one for 3v3 and one for 4v4. They are all coming at you in season one of 2018. You could have done that. (laughs) Good. You're the season vet. PTR for Diablo. Uh, Do you know anything about that? Um, I looked for the notes. I didn't see like... Yeah, so I didn't see notes for it, but I know that they are trying to get people to join the PTR to help them find bugs. Um, And they're doing that thing where they increase the legendary drop chance by like 2,000%. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, go for it. Okay, I have the notes. So there's no new content in this PTR. Uh that's what that's all we know. There's no new content in this PTR. Literally. Uh, Starting uh, Starting on this January 16th for a special PTR that includes uh, optimizations. Uh, along with uh, along with those, we're looking for reports uh, of issues that occur when players attempt to start and join a multiplayer game or communicate with others throughout the game. So it looks like they're just doing a PTR cycle to test the communications in the game. Which isn't a bad thing. you got to fix those things because they're kind of important. Uh, These new optimizations will be coming in the next patch. Uh, 
uh, and it'll be going on the live servers relatively soon, according to Diablo fans. Yep. So nice. And who doesn't like a two thousand percent legendary fine buff? <laughs> I mean, that is that is the dream in Diablo. Yeah, getting all those uh, getting all those big shinies is kind of the dream. That's where it comes. That's what it comes down to. So, moving on to Heroes of the Storm, the next event has kicked off. It is the Mecha Storm event. Heroes Mecha Storm. Uh, these includes new skins for uh, Abathur, uh, uh, Rhaegar, Tyrael. These are all Mecha built skins. They released a fucking beautiful animated short as a trailer for the for the event. It was. It was literally one of your Japanese animes. It was amazing. Could you imagine if, like, Blizzard IPs in an anime? How cool would that be? Yeah. Zerg anime would be awesome. Zerg robotic anime. Oh, so cool. Uh, there are heroic me- mecha bundles where you can get Abathur, uh, plus all of these mecha skins. There's one for Rhaegar and one for Tyrael. These skins are legendary quality uh, and will be... Will only be available until January. The bundles will only be available until January 29th. So if you plan on grabbing the bundle, if you don't own the hero, grab them now. The other thing that I saw on this website was they have something listed for Dahaka, but I don't remember seeing the actual Dahaka skin. Dahaka already has a Mecha skin. Oh, okay. Mecha Dahaka, I think it just got some new, uh, I think it got some uh, couple of visual tweaks as well as another couple of variants. Why aren't they including um, the Tassadar skin then? Because it didn't get any tweaks or variants. Oh, okay. <laughs> it definitely didn't. So, more on heroes is that Tyrael, along with his beautiful new skin, got a redesign. He got a kit overhaul and he needed it. He badly needed it. Uh, this includes cha- uh, many changes to talents. Some talents just flat out being removed. Uh, level one, protection of death as a trait has been removed. Um, his baseline passive of spell armor has been removed. Uh, his ultimates haven't changed. His ultimates are the exact same. He's got a lot of ca- uh, changes to his talents. Far, far too many for us to go through. But the overall feeling for this redesign material is that he is a lot stronger than he was previously. Possibly a bit too strong, but he's definitely one of those characters you need to keep an eye on if you see him in a game. Uh, so for a full list on the material changes, as well as images of the new skins, they'll be on our website. They're also on the Battle.net website under the Heroes section. Uh, and you can just jump in and play it because it's free. Heroes is he still like the damage mitigation tank? <sighs> yes, his shields got a, his shield got a big big buff. It shields everybody for a long time now, and it's a big percentage shield. A shield, it's a much That's stronger cool. shield than it used to be. He is definitely one of those mitigation and annoyance tanks. I, I I haven't tried them yet, but my my two's partner he is obsessed with them, so I'm okay with this because I just get to support. I'm okay with this. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, because we don't have any general Blizzard news, 
Destiny 2, our newest member of the Battle.net platform. What do you got? This week, they opened up the Faction Rally, which was the first time they've offered it in a long time since um, it kind of went away when Curse of Osiris came out. Um, They've been heavily criticized because a lot of the new guns that will become available during the Faction Rally were not available this first run run by. So, um, you know, people were expecting to see tons of new guns because of Curse of uh, Curse of Osiris. That ended up not happening. So people imid- immediately criticized them and said how bad the event is. Um, but it's really not that bad. I mean, I think uh, Bungie just needed to do a better job of saying, hey, these guns will become available, but not you know, all at once, you know, maybe each new faction rally, we're going to get a new gun. I don't know how that's going to work throughout the year, but um, that was one of the things that happened. And the so second, what you're saying is nerds raged. Yeah, there was tons <laughs> of nerd rage. Um, uh, and then there was something else where um, people were just like running um, uh, lost sectors over and over again to get tokens for the faction rally. They nerfed it. They brought it back. I, Really didn't even follow it that closely, but you know there was more issues with that too. So, I mean, at this point, I think anything wrong that Bungie does with Destiny Two is just going to be criticized because and inflated. It's gonna, it's gonna just get. Even if it's a tiny little problem, it's gonna turn into the end of the world. Yeah, because um, they just don't have a great track record right now. Nerds, you're letting us down. Stop with the rage, yeah. have a civil conversation, and criticize. Don't rage. Yep. I mean, you know, grind it like you grind Diablo 3 and, you know, be happy. What are you going to do? Be happy, people. So, we're coming up to the 25-minute mark. We're actually relatively on time for a change. So, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, patch 7.3.5, the latest addition to the World of Warcraft patch cycle, and what we're expecting to be the final patch of the Legion life cycle. Yay, I guess. Yay. But <laughs> it's, it's an, it's a, it's a good, t- it's a good time to be in world of Warcraft. You can, this, this is, this is the, hopefully for the first time ever, the small break between expansions. Hopefully we'll we're praying blizzard. Get it right this time. Come on boys. Um, Hopefully this will be the small break between expansions where we can just finish off the stuff we wanted to do, level up some characters, and just have a little bit of downtime. Well, this definitely is the leveling expansion, isn't it, Chris? Oh, yes, because the first thing we're going to talk about is the uh, zone rescaling and XP changes, as well as the redesign of enemy mobs in open world and instances of World of Warcraft. Mm. That's right. Everything has been redesigned from one all the way up to a hundred. And we're so happy. <laughs> and how, how oh is it changing? Oh my God, I loved it. What were you saying? Sorry. How is it changing? Okay. So first off, starting zones will now scale. Uh, in fact, every zone in World of Warcraft will now scale dynamically. So starting zones will scale between one to 20. These zones include Elman Forest, uh, uh, not Brill, Ever, uh, Eversong for the Blood Elves. Um, I keep forgetting all the starting zones. Uh, all the starting Darnassus, zones. Darnassus for the Night Elves. All of those starting zones will scale dynamically from 1 to 20. 
vanilla zones, uh, so everything uh, with the exception of the Cataclysm zones on Eastern Kingdoms and Kalimdor will scale between 1 to 60, uh, starting at their original level brackets. So, for example, Westfall will scale between 10 to 60, Red Ridge Mountains will scale between 20 to 60, and so on and so on and so on. Uh, so I was leveling a character today. I was leveling a Blood Elf Paladin, starting in Eversong Woods. I left Eversong about 15. Everything was still 15. I'm still going through Ghostlands. I am now 22. Uh, 22, 23, and everything is scaling beautifully. I, I'm, a, I'm playing tank, so I can pull a lot of stuff, but oh my god, my health gets so low. <laughs> Good. So it doesn't That's feel great. like you're, you know, out gearing stuff. No, you can actually do the story of these zones. That is which cool. is a big thing, because a lot of people haven't experienced the story of these zones, and the stories are really, really good. Uh, moving on to the expansions, Outland and Northrend will scale from yes, 58 all the way up to 80. That's right. This is giving you the option of which expansion you want to level in. If you don't like Northrend, skip it. Just do everything in Outland. If you don't like Outland, skip it. Go to Northrend. Uh, but the zones will stay, will, will keep a level, level bracket, uh, theme. So, for example, Zanger Marsh will scale between 62 to 80, whereas Dragonblight, previously a 72 zone, will scale between 62 to 80. So, does this bring up the Outland zones? This brings up the Outland zones up to 80, and this brings down the Northern zones starting at 60, uh, starting at 58. Huh. That's cool. So, if you do, if for example, I will never touch Burning Crusade again. I will never <laughs> level in Outland again. Never in my life. Too much time in Outland. Too much time in Outland. Too many bad memories in that place. Too many. Ugh. I, Outland, Burning Crusade was a good expansion, but comparatively to like Northrend, the leveling is not great. <laughs> okay. Uh, similarly. Cataclysm zones uh, like Hyjal and Deepholm uh, will sc- uh, will scale alongside Pandaria zones between eighty and ninety, uh, giving you the option to choose between Pandaria or Cataclysm zones to level in uh, for those brackets. Uh, similarly, they will have the lower brackets like the previous zones. Uh, Deepholm will scale between eighty-two to ninety. Valley of the Four Winds will scale between eighty-two and ninety. Overall, I'm happy of those changes because I, I don't. <sighs> I will avoid the Cataclysm Zones. Oh, what do you think if they switch Warlords so that will be the same as Legion? So, yes, that's, that brings us to the next part. Warlords and Legion are staying the same for the time being. There are whispers on the grapevine that eventually Warlords and Legion will be combined to the one leveling bracket. We don't know if that's wow. actually going to happen. But for now, those are just whispers and rumors. But currently, Warlords and Legion will stay their current uh, 90 to 100 and 100 to 110 brackets. They need to do that. I would love that because I would never touch Warlords ever again. If that place was a nightmare. To be honest, if you did 90 to 110 in Legion, you could totally do that. There's enough leveling zones to make that worthwhile. Oh, completely. You also need to. You also, so here's here's the thing, and I think most people who played Warlords start to finish will agree with me. The Warlords leveling experience, the story, the the actual zones and content were very very good. 
The problem is the rest of the expansion just left such a bad taste in your mouth that you don't want to level in Warlord's content. Yeah. I don't feel like rebuilding a garrison again. See if the garrison wasn't such an integral part of leveling. I think it would be a really... I think it would be one of the best leveling experiences you would you would ever have experienced. Genuinely. Mm. Um, but because... And it's the same goes with Legion. I love the Legion leveling experience. But I dislike the... My order hall, although it's not as integrated and as essential as the as as warlords was with the garrison even in legion you still have to go back to your order hall on a regular mm-hmm. while you're leveling to advance up the story exactly and i i mean i would love for the order hall to have been a level capped content mm-hmm. i would love for that to have been put alongside the suramar story at level cap and although i like Going to old zones as part of the order hall missions, I think if I was leveling up a new character, I would find that annoying. When you're leveling, you don't want you you're in a flow. You don't want something to just suddenly break that that cycle that you're doing. Yeah. Oh, I'm going through. I'm going through Vashara. Uh, oh, wait, something's popped up. I need to go to my order hall, but I'm in the middle of a quest chain, and then I have to go Nunk. back to like old world or Lich King or something and do some old shit and then to advance my order hall story. The thing is, the, I I like the idea of going back to older areas, but I don't like it when I'm in the middle of leveling a character. Yeah, like I said, have that as level capped content. Give us some some basic low low gear. Uh, level level cap uh, rewards, but I feel like the Legion was almost perfect in its leveling, but it suffered from the same thing the Garrison forced upon us, which was you have to go back and forth. Hmm. And not only that, the mission table stuff too. I- I'm okay with the mission table, but again, it comes down to you have to go back to your order hall to do it. Yeah. If there's a way to remotely do it, I'd be okay with it. But that involves logging off your game, opening up your phone and doing it that way, and then logging back on, which it's it's just a step you don't need. Is there anything else that changed with leveling? There are. We've completely derailed. Sorry. <laughs> we had a good conversation, though. That's, that's yeah. positive. Um, enemies in both instance content and open world content have been reskilled to allow for more challenging a more challenging experience and allow players to learn their class and rotations as they level. So one of the big things you'll notice is when you're low level, you'll attack a mob and you won't two-shot it. Or one-shot it if you're a hunter. Wow. <laughs> uh, you will actually have to do your full rotation to kill something in the open world. And if you overpull, you will probably die. Unless you're a tank, okay. then you'll survive, but you'll be on really low health at the end of it. Yep, you got to practice the way that you would play it in the game. But this is a good thing. It's teaching people how to actually perform at higher levels because they're learning their rotation so early on. This is really, really good. This is the change we need. Yeah, I think you said even in one of the uh, dungeons you had to go through like a rotation. Yeah, in, in uh, Wailing Caverns, uh, the big moss boss before the last boss, I had to pop Active Magation or it was almost two-shotting me. 
because he wow. fucking hurts. Wow. <laughs> he really hurts. I was very glad that at that point I was given out of medication before that dungeon, but oh my god, he hurts. <laughs> does it still feel uh, too easy, or does it feel like it's in a good place right now? I, Ragefire Chasms feels really, really good. We did Ragefire Chasm, we did Wheeling Caverns. Ragefire, because it was redesigned at the start of Warlords, it actually has a more Warlords Legion type feel to its dungeon design. So there's actual mechanics from the bosses. Wailing Caverns, because it was a Cataclysm revamp and it was just an overhaul uh, kind of, okay, the dungeon's been made a little more smooth. Uh, the bosses are the exact same. There isn't a lot in regards to mechanics or uh, a challenging feel to it. But they hurt. <laughs> so there's that. The mobs okay. hurt. Uh, and it does take a lot longer to actually kill a mob. But I think Wailing Caverns is one of the best examples. I'm looking to I'm looking to try Dead Mines, the Scarlet Monastery Dungeons, and Scholomance while leveling up, because those will be the true test. Because those were dungeons that were redesigned to be heroic versions at level cap for their respective expansions. And if those... Oh, and uh, Shadowfang Keep. If those dungeons work really well, I feel like if they redesigned all the vanilla dungeons to have the same kind of feel as those ones, then the leveling curve and redesign for dungeons would be absolutely perfect. But it all it all matters on how those dungeons feel. How does it feel with using like um, heirloom gear? You definitely because heirlooms got a nerf. They did get a stat nerf. You definitely feel that nerf. You're not overpowered anymore. You're stronger than someone who doesn't have heirlooms, obviously. But I've came across gear that's better than my heirlooms. I haven't swapped it out because the XP. But I've definitely found items that were better skilled than my heirlooms, which I'm okay with. Heirlooms shouldn't be overpowered to the point where you're never going to even think about swapping gear out. Okay. Um, Anything else about dungeons that changed? Last part is that uh, loot in all five-man dungeons, all five-man dungeons, will now use the personal loot system rather than Need Before Greed. Need Before Greed will still be activated for things like trash drops, so you'll still get uh, the loot coming up to Need Greed or Disenchant, if someone in your group's an enchanter. Uh, But for actual gear drops, you will get it straight to you like you do in Legion, which I'm happy about, because I don't have to worry about people needing on my goddamn plate when they're cloth wearers. (laughs) But it's for my all, man. Oh my uh, but you don't you don't even it's paint on a quit it's paint on pickup it's, you can't even transfer I don't it. care man <laughs> I didn't even know that <laughs> I've had that before that's the worst thing I've had that before <laughs> it prevents stupid it prevents stupid which let's be honest it's hard to prevent stupid but Blizzard have found a way <laughs> <laughs> right and something uh, that will be coming up next month yeah go for it Old War, Time Walking. Old War. Um, Old War. And this was, what, a dungeon that was in Wrath of the Lich King? Dungeon? Or a raid? You, good sir. How dare you? Old War you gotta is, go for this. in a lot of people's opinion, the best raid Blizzard has ever produced. Okay. <laughs> if you guys you say so. <laughs> you opened this can of worms. <laughs> All right. 
So there was big changes to this um, achievement-wise prepping for the time walking. So the time walking itself isn't going to be opened up until the 13th of February or the 14th in the EU. Um, you'll be able to time walk. You'll get um, your level scaled back so that it, you won't be out gearing the raid. Uh, and it will scale from 10 man to 30 man. And it's uh, flexible. Uh, Chris, did you want to go over some of the achievement changes that occurred in preparation for this launch and you know sure. what controversy has kind of been around it this week yeah there's been a lot of controversy with the uh, achievement changes for the time walk uh, for the uh, time walking Uldor flex version so previously Uldor had two difficulties 10 man and 25 man back in wrath of the lich king uh, there was two separate uh, meta achievements respective to each difficulty uh, that rewarded two separate mounts for 10 man you would get the rusted pro uh, the rusted pro drake and for 25 man you would get the ironbound pro drake now when the patch hit if you had the 10 man achievement uh, and already had the rusted protodrake, but you didn't have the 25 man achievement. Uh, the 25 achievement, 25 man achievement was completely removed, and the 10 man achievement was removed to move to your feats of strength, and vice versa. If you had both achievements, uh, both were moved to your feats of strength, and you already had both mounts. For people who only had one of the two mounts, or neither of the two mounts, uh, those ach- those achievements and those achievements were just flat out removed. A new meta has been put into place, which is just basic flex Ulduar. Uh, so there's no 10, 10 or 25 man's uh, break between it anymore. It's just Ulduar. Uh, and this achievement rewards for people who don't have both mounts, or either, people who don't have either mount, it will reward both. For people who only have one of the two mounts, it will reward the mount you don't have. And this can be this uh, new flex version can be done in both 10, 25 man, and time walking flexible. So you can still go back and get it. But the problem is for people who like hadn't done the 25 man but had done the 10 or vice versa, if you had progressed towards an achievement but hadn't completed the achievement, the new flexible version didn't carry over that progress. It wiped any progress on any of your achievements. And you have to start scratch from scratch again. Because technically the that, meta achievement's a new achievement. Because yeah, because technically it's a flat out new achievement and it's not just a continuation of the old achievements. And that's where the controversies came from. There's people who are in progress trying to complete the achievements but never actually got round to it. And they're now having to start again. Hmm. So that's where the that's where the controversy is coming in. Personally, I would say if you complained about this, if this happened six years ago and you complained about it, sure. (laughs) No, in fact, if this happened eight years ago and you complained about it, sure. But because it's been available for eight, almost nine years and you haven't done it, that shit's on you. Mm. Uh, And you can still get the mounts. This This isn't undying. You can still actually get the mounts. There you go. So I don't see what people are complaining about. They're just being little bitches. <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude, but you can still get the amount the mounts. And you had nine, eight, almost nine years to do it. <laughs> there you go. 
All right. Moving on. Moving on to mythic keystone changes. So go for it, bud. Within the um, mythic keystone dungeons, they're changing the way that battle reses work. So you'll start off with one, I believe, and then get a yep. new battle res every 10 minutes up to a total of five charges. Um, and then, you know, once you use those, it will take 10 minutes to recharge the next one. Um, so you can't just, you know, res everyone all the time. Which, by the way, that's 40 minutes for all five charges. So if you haven't completed it by then, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> just putting that out there. I mean, we used a lot of battle reses in our Mythic Plus 15. Um, I don't know if this change would have made it harder. But um, yeah, it's definitely you're definitely going to feel it when you're uh, playing the game the next time. Yeah, this this system almost mirrors the raiding system, and since Mythic Keystones are the side, are, are the is supposed to be yeah. linear path next to raiding. They're supposed to be side by side in progression. If you don't want to raid, you can do Mythics. If you don't want to do Mythics, you can raid. Um, so it's it's a I I feel like it makes sense that the res mechanics copies over to both systems. Sure, it's not an exact copy, but it's very similar. Yeah, I think it's a good change. All right. Yeah, I'm overall I'm happy with that. Cool. Uh, so for people who haven't completed uh, Antorus the Burning Throne raid, stop listening for the next five minutes because but I didn't do spoilers. No, no, no. But this is like full on spoilers for what happens at the end of Antorus as uh, well. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, Raid Finder so is out now. So is 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 Argus out now? Yeah, Argus is out. Okay, spoiler alert. If you don't, too bad. Okay, uh, for if you have completed Antorus, you are very much aware that the after defeating um, after defeating Argus, uh, we see a very very angry Sargeras plunge his sword into Azeroth before being dragged back to the Pantheon, who are now trapped in this weird alternate pocket dimension. Another thing. Um, that sword has been crashed directly into Silithus, one of the most desolate zones in World of Warcraft, because it has pretty much no quests, and it never has. Um, the new storyline will be kicking off for people who have completed Antorus, the Burning, the Burning Throne, and you'll be summoned to your capital city, which is Stormwind or Orgrimmar, respectively, uh, from which you will travel to Silithus to investigate the strange events surrounding the impact of Sargeras's blade. The new quest, the new quest, will be available upon login, and the story will uh, open up over time as we come closer to battle for Azeroth. Um. Yeah. For people who haven't seen that zone, it is gorgeous. That sword, Crazy. it is so cool. It is giant. Like, um, I think I went well, to like a... Caverns of Time, and I was flying over to the sword. You can see it from there. You can see it from across the entire continent. Yep. It's ridiculous. Um, you need to remember that Sargeras used this sword to cut a world in half. Well, I can see why now <laughs> that sword is literally it's not just the tip that's hitting azeroth good lord <laughs> no it went deep inside there didn't it 
Wow. <laughs> I mean, oh, we are not PG in any way, shape, or form. Everything before. that was in that zone, all the NPCs, they're all dead. All of them. Uh, the only thing that seems to be intact is uh, Anchorage. Yep. Temple of Anchorage. Somehow that's the only thing that, that seems intact. Well, I'm kind of glad that that's intact because it is Cthulhu's prison. And if that thing crumbles, then Cthulhu's free. And we don't want that because, you know, crazy old gods. Okay. <laughs> so it's a good thing that's intact. I'll take your word on that one. Uh, but coming alongside the Silithus and the Wound, which it has been called, the wound. we will be getting a new battleground. It's not available yet, uh, but the Seething Shore, uh, which will be where the Alliance and the Horde fight over uh, the new resource Azerite. Uh, in, this in this 10 versus 10 battleground, the Seething Shore is a King of the Hill style uh, where you... Where the first faction to collect ten pieces of Azerite from random spawning randomly spawning nodes will win, and these nodes will be all across the battleground. You will get access to the Seething Shore as the Silithus story unfolds, and that will be a full battleground available from that point all the way through to the end of uh, the game's life cycle. I hope because it sounds really really fun. <laughs> um, is there anything that's currently like this in the battleground rotation? The closest thing you're going to get is the uh, Arathi Basin and other uh, battlegrounds that share its uh, playstyle. It is a uh, Arathi Basin is a King of the Hill type battleground uh, where you would hold the points. Although this time you're holding the points to capture like the Azerite yeah. and then move on, whereas the other ones are you hold the point until you build up enough resources. Gotcha. Uh, so that's the closest you're going to get is probably the Arathi Basin style battlegrounds. Interesting. Uh, so, but it's a, it's a new battleground style, so I'm happy. It looks fun. It sounds fun. Uh, it wasn't available for testing at Bloodscone. How many but, healers do you think they'll allow on both sides? Well, it doesn't come. That's not. That's not how that works, Kevin. How does that work? That's not how battleground works. Battlegrounds work is it just it throws you in. You get what you get. Oh. If you get ten, if you get five healers and the other team gets one, that's what you've got. <laughs> I didn't realize that. That's what battlegrounds are. Okay. Um, one of the other new things that they've done is allowed you to be able to collect waking essences and turn them in for legendaries, uh, legion legendaries. So if you collect a thousand of these, you can turn it in and get a random legion legendary. Do you think that they did this correctly, Chris, or do you think they should have let you targeted specific legendaries? No, I think the random because it doesn't give you legendaries you already have. I think the fact that um, it's it works like this is is pretty good. So overall, it gives you a legendary, a random legendary for the specialized for your loot specialization. It does cost a thousand waking essences up from what it was in the PTR, which was one hundred and fifty. Um, you can act. Uh, the activities will now reward six times as many waking essences as they did before. And if you haven't upgraded all of your legendaries yet, you can now get the waking essences for 300. You can now get legendary upgrade items for 300 Yay. waking essences, uh, like you did before. Without so if you still have some that legend stupid quest. But it's the same thing. But Yay. it's not sitting in <laughs> my quest is. slot. <laughs> but it's still the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's, you essentially do content, you get waking essences, you can either upgrade a legendary you already have, or you can try and get a better one. Oh, that reminds me I'm I got a new this. legendary. 
this week. Oh, crap. I just got it What'd yesterday. Um, it's the shoulders for Shadow Priest. They're supposed to be really good. It's like the second best legendary for them. Nice. Well, I am doing all of my uh, all of my things to try and get more waking essences because I still don't have my best in slots as Midiman Hunter yet. So I refuse to do random heroics to get waking essences. Why? I don't, I don't know. It's just like I don't want to do something old that I feel like I'm outgeared for just to get waking essences. Eh, it doesn't bother me. I've uh, that's literally what I've done since ever. <laughs> yeah. Since forever. That's what we do. So I'm used to that. It's not a problem. Okay. Jump in, takes 20 minutes. Bob Drunkle. Holidays. Um, oh, it is. Yes. So we've been asking for this since the scaling system was first introduced. Um, and it's happening. Holiday dungeons are now available to players starting at level 20. Uh, items that drop for these uh, dungeons will be scaled to your current level. And in addition, you can keep an eye out for new items for many up and coming holidays, such as the new Lunar Festival hats and the sturdier uh sturdy love fool uh so a lot of stuff apparently coming for the holiday events and that's good we need new stuff we need more content for those holiday events because Mm. they're a lot of fun i still feel like you guys who have already done the holiday events are probably just going to continue to poo poo it but the holiday events are fun that's the problem but for people who have done them before it's eh, you know give us some give us some new content more new content See, if you I give me toys I that to i get, have to do to get i tried to get lb to get the back half of the horse because there was a new <laughs> two-person horse thing that you could get from hollow's end he never got it oh but that's 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 not like a toy that you can like it's it is a toy it's a costume. It is a toy. It's a costume, but mm-hmm. is it one that goes into your toy inventory? Yeah. Oh, then why didn't I get it? I got the front half. I asked LB if he wanted get, to get the ass the, end. I will get the back. I it. will get the ass end next year, next <laughs> Halloween. I will get the ass end there because I love stuff like that. But my problem is, I think I'm going to be in America for that. You're coming back to America. Well, yeah, me and my friend Dean are going to San Francisco and then we're f- uh, driving over to Anaheim for BlizzCon and then we're flying over to New Ve- uh, Las Vegas with you and Wendy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I've told you this three times. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't remember anything I tell you. <laughs> All right. Allied races. <laughs> Let's finish, yes. this, finish this out, Chris. Allied races have been added to the game files. Both Orgrimmar and Stormwind embassies have been added respectively to the game and listed requirements to unlock the new allied races with the exception of the Dark Iron Dwarfs for the Alliance and the Zandalari Trolls for the Horde. So four of the six races are in the game ready to go. They just need to click a button. With the addition of this content uh, into Legion's life cycle, it has created a lot of hype around the possibility of us getting these four allied races as part of Battle for Azeroth's pre-order bonus, which, and I think, Kevin, you will be agreeing with me, should be entering public test the public testing phase in the next few months. I don't know. I still think it's going to be August or so until the new for expansion comes out. For a public test? Out. Well, for no, testing. public I don't testing. Know. No, that's probably earlier than that. Yeah, so I'm saying for f- next few months, we'll see public testing. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say August for public testing. I Are think you it, kidding me? I think it is building <laughs> hype. I think, you know, it's basically like them putting the toy on display and being like, oh my God, the toy's here. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to be able to get it soon. You know, 
So, and I like the ability to actually show you if you've done the achievements in the emissary hub. Um, So people who haven't done the prerequisites can see that, see they haven't done them yet and then go get the achievements done. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. I think it's great that the prerequisites are there available for everyone to just have a quick look. Um, I think overall, the if we do get them as uh, pre-order bonuses, it'll it'll definitely build up a lot of hype for Battle for Azeroth, and it'll and it's it's good for the system because they've said multiple times this is a system that we want to not just be for Battle for Azeroth. This is a system that they're going to be adding to continually, not even just uh, as an expansion. Within patches, you'll be getting new allied races. How many do you think they have to add per year to keep us kind of interested in them? I don't think there is a number for that. I don't. I really don't think there is. I think it. it what it comes down to is what race they add, because there are races out there that people want more than the other races. There's a very small faction that want the Kalawak, like myself, <laughs> but there is a big faction that wants something like the um, uh, the Ethereals as playable. Mm-hmm. So there's. There's a there's going to be a lot of back and forth on it's not it comes down to what they're adding not how many they're adding I think well I I think about a system like Heroes of the Storm or Overwatch and how often they add new heroes to those games I mean I don't want them to totally dilute the you know race pool and add in a bunch of I new do. characters really I yeah I I think a game that has an infinite amount of options is a better game because you because you can literally make something that is completely what you want rather than I'm stuck with this this mm. I'm stuck with these five options I thought I there was having, something to that though like having a limited number of options and other people who are your same race or same class it, it, having a limited amount of options definitely gives a uniqueness to a faction so if you see so for like for example in vanilla you had humans, gnomes, dwarfs, and males. That was it. That was the alliance. And if you saw a group of them with their silhouettes and their layouts, like, okay, alliance, stay away if you're a horde player. With horde, it was orcs, taurins, undead, and um, trolls. Uh, and again, it was a silhouette feel. It was like, right away, you could, okay, that's horde. But they've moved away from that, with especially with the introduction of Pandaria. Pandarans as a neutral race. They've significantly moved away from that. And with the introduction of Nightborn and the introduction of Void Elves on both factions, it gives at the Alliance the access to the Blood Elf, High Elf, Void Elf model, which are all used the same model, uh, just redesigned slightly for each of them. And it gives the Horde access to the Night Elf, Nightborn model, which is the same model, just redesigned. They're mm-hmm. they're moving further and further away from the silhouette feel of the alliance, the silhouette feel of the horde, and I'm okay with that because it lets me play what I want to play. If I'm if I'm alliance, I will play night elf nine nine hundred percent of the time. If I'm horde, I would play blood elf. Now it doesn't matter which faction I'm playing because I can play both of those. Okay, what do you think about? Like, what if they added um, two per faction every year? I'd, I'd be okay with that. Again, it, it comes down to what they're adding, though. I, I it really, genuinely, it does. I don't care how many they add. I, there's just certain ones that I really want to see. 
Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm just coming down to every time, and I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> so what if it's going to be... I know be... I'm kind of pushing your question away, I'm sorry. I know, but <laughs> I'm trying to think about this, because like if they add in more, okay, like let's say you want to see Kerouac or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Um, What if they added a rep grind for every new faction they wanted to put in? Uh-huh. And you know you were forced to do rep grinds just to unlock them all. <laughs> Kevin, I'm the worst person to talk to about rep grinds because I am exalted with almost every race in the game. Okay, well for you it's not a bad <laughs> thing, but for other no, people I who like maybe have reps. a new character, that's a lot of work. No, but I like filling up that green bar. <laughs> okay, I'm weird. I know I like filling up the green bar. I like fishing. No, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because what if they attached? like the Kerouac to a fishing achievement. Oh, they would 100%. And if they don't, I would be very angry. I'd be very angry if they didn't add a fishing requirement to the Kerouac. I would be very angry if they didn't add a fishing requirement to them. Or they could do... Because that's what they are. They could do like an ancient race and, you know, attach it to like archaeology. Oh, okay. I'm an archaeologist maxed out on three tunes. (laughs) I don't like seeing empty bars. If it's there, it has to be filled. Well, the, I'm like, sorry. Earlier before the <laughs> podcast, we were talking about like, well, what if I'm a new player and I'm coming in and I want to play one of the new bars. races? Yeah, th- this kind of makes more sense <laughs> if they do bars. have other new factions tied to rep grinds as well. Because, you know, if you want to play an allied race, great. Go grind the rep, then you can play it. Well, that's, that's going to be the case with the Zandalari Trolls and the Dark Iron. It's a new faction added to it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. If you want to play these, put in the effort. If they're not part of the base game, right? They're not something that you just automatically get access to. We've got we've got eleven races that you automatically have access to. If you really want these extra ones, put in the effort. That's the whole point of them. They're extras. They're not yeah. baseline to the Alliance of the Horde. Yeah, in a way, it's almost like a cosmetic thing. Right. It is, but it's, it's something that's free. You just play the game. What if they added the <laughs> ability to purchase the allied races? Then Blizzard are doing the game very wrong. Why? What? I mean, you can purchase Look, a mount, you can purchase the pet. No, because here's the difference. Here's the difference. Mounts don't give you advantages in raiding or PvP. Racials do. Hmm. Some racials are very powerful. Some racials are not. Why do you think most of the big raiding guilds are Horde? Because most of the Horde racials are better than Alliance Hmm. for PvE. Most of the PvP ones are Alliance. That's why most of the big arena teams are Alliance. Maybe it's tied to rep and not money, because if it was tied to money, it would be like slavery. It shouldn't be tied to money, even in-game or real real life shouldn't be tied to either. Should be tied to retru- reputation, quest chain, possibly professions and achievements. That's what it should be tied to. Nothing more, nothing less. There you go. Okay. So they're doing the way they're doing it now is right. People need to. If pe- these are additions to the game, these aren't baseline to the game. If you want them, earn them. Even if you're a new player, that's the whole point of the game: playing it and earning stuff and just being happy and having fun. Yeah, it might take you a little bit of time, but the feeling of earning it is so much better than just it being there because it's something you have achieved. Isn't this going to like cheapen some of the other achievements or some of the other like rep grinds? Because like if you do this one, you get an entire new allied race. If you do this other one, you might get like a hat. 
No, because of the f- my bar filled up. My bar is green. I'm happy. Okay. You don't understand me, Kevin. I'm sorry. Genuinely, if it's a profession bar, if it's an achievement bar, if it's a reputation bar, if it's not full, I'm not happy. Once it's full, uh, I'm happy. That may be a personal <laughs> problem, Chris. That's a personal problem, and I'm aware of it, but it's a problem I'm living with day to day. Fill up your bars, get some allied races. Now, are you yeah, going to be... that's the title. Are you going to be... Um, <laughs> Are you going to be actually Ow, leveling I mean, from 20 or are you going to boost uh, some of these? I'm going to, I've got, I'm leveling a paladin just now, um, but I have got a, I've got four character slots ready for Nightborn for when <laughs> they, wow. they're available. Yep. They're all going to be Nightborn because <laughs> I love elves. I'm sorry. So Blizzard, give me a half elf, please. Thank you. Hmm. I mean, this better make my, um, you know, Dark Moon Fair Rep something one day. Oh, Dark Moon Fair Rep's never going to be anything. It's always going to be useless, love. No, come on. Give me an ally race. It's been in there since vanilla. It's going to be useless. Oh, man. Now, it would be interesting if they tied this not only to actual, like, NPC rep, but also, like, guild rep. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you had guild rep max to exalted? You got something special. Uh, the problem is you do you get guild rep just by doing anything with a guilder. Hmm. So it's not it's not something that you would farm guild rep. It's more something that you just passively get while you're playing the game with your friends. Now, Chris, do you think that I should go back and do other reps up to exalted with the possibility well, that I, maybe that will be tied to like I'm one an of those race? people that. I'm one of those people that if you've got a reputation that has a tabard and isn't maxed to exalted, you should be wearing that tabard and just doing dungeon content. Okay. If it's not, you should be going and doing some dailies for that race because then you can get some stuff because they've got mounts, they've got toys, they've got pets, they've got little cool stuff with them. There's so many things from old reputations that just are awesome that you cannot access unless you're uh, revered or exalted. I 100%, 100% recommend everyone, new player, old player, if it's not your thing, that's fine, don't do it. But if you like mounts, if you like pets, if you like toys, if you like things, if you like green bars being full, go back and do all your old reputations because it is a lot of fun. I guess we're going to have to do some type of a rep grind show in the future so that we can all okay put on our tinfoil hats and we can figure out what the new allied races are going to be and tell people who to uh, go grind for that rep. I'm okay with this because I already have a hundred ideas for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming that you're going to have us go straight back to the Ratchet Lichkin expansion and grind some Kerouac uh, rep. No, because there is no Kerouac rep. Really? Hmm. Arawak do not have a reputation bar. As far as I'm aware, they do, as far as I know, they do not have a reputation bar, but I will double check. And if I'm wrong, someone will shout at me because they always I'm do. I'm sure they will. I think LB is shouting at me right now because he's typing in our Discord channel. I think he's going to shout at me right now. <laughs> so I'm the waiting for this. The shout is coming. I'm waiting for this. Uh, you get Gildrip from... Do, 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 do. No, nothing about the Kalawak, so we're assuming I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm not, someone will tell me otherwise. Yeah, we're going to have to do like, um, uh, kind of like, what do they call that? Like, where you like clickbait type of title for the next show. 
like grind no, these no reps to get allied races? <laughs> no, no clickbait. I hate clickbait. <laughs> Clickbaiters are the worst. You know people are already doing it, probably. I know people clickbait, but we're not that. We're not clickbaiters. <laughs> clickbaiters are the worst. I'm looking at you, Logan Paul. There you go. I'm looking at you. All right, now, Chris, <laughs> do you have any don't do that or do that this week? Uh, don't be Logan Paul. Okay. Hmm. I think that's a pretty broad and easy one. Just don't be. Just don't be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Don't 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 do what he did under any circumstances. Just don't do that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't got anything this week. Um, uh, be a good person. There's there's a do yeah, that. Be a good person. Just just don't do that. Don't be an asshole. Do that. Be a good person. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the default that's, one that's when what we don't everyone, have one. That's what every, but that's the motto that everyone should live by. Be an asshole with your friends because the more you're an asshole to someone that you're friends with, the more you love that person. I, uh, we're gonna have to talk but, about that. Uh, that's that's what that's what everyone in my guild is like. We <laughs> we are the worst to each other. But like literally, the amount of dead dad jokes I'm getting is ridiculous. Oh my god, that's but not that's even the funny. same as like like me me and my friend Dan. I the amount of the amount of jokes I say to him about him his dad walking away from him and not never speaking to him it's just what we do we hate it we love each other but we give each other crap it's called banter uh, that's that's not everywhere Chris maybe in Scotland it's, maybe it's the in, northeast it's in the EU we are yeah. horrible to each other but we love each other okay. genuinely <laughs> like my guild is my little family I love them yeah how about the outro Chris go for it. Okay, so that is our show, regardless of how terrible that ending was right there. Uh, if you would like to talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is AzerothCTC. You can find Kevin, which is at SwingCat with a K. I, uh, you can find me on uh, at Akari underscore Mag. I was also go- almost going to say you can find Chris, because that's how he's written it. <clears throat> and you can find Gavril at Gavril underscore ET with two eyes. Uh, you can email the show at AzerothCTC at gmail.com or you can visit our website, which is actually being updated regularly because we're not noobs anymore, uh, at AzerothCTC.com. Shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, all those great things. We love hearing from you. We love getting community feedback. If if you want to tell us we're shit, tell us we're shit. If you want to agree with us or just talk about what we're talking about, do it. We love it. But mostly tell and us we- that we're wrong. Mostly tell us that we're wrong, yeah. especially if there is a re- there is a reputation bar for the Kalawak and I said there isn't. So please, please confirm that for me. <laughs> and with that, say goodnight, Kevin. Good night.